Dr. Chiefu Ejiofobiri is a gifted author, financial consultant, and a success coach who speaks regularly in conferences and seminars around the world. Widely traveled, his training exposure with renowned institutions like the London School of Business and Finance and the Global Leadership Institute has made him one of the most sought-after speakers on the DNA of success. He presides over a global network of value-driven and principle-centered leaders from all walks of life. As you come under Cheerful's mentoring influence and wisdom today, may your progress in life receive a massive acceleration. Remember how I started this discussion? I first of all let you know that facts are real. That is what you call reality. So they should not be discarded. Turn to Habakkuk 3, chapter 3. Yeah, that's it. 17. Look at that scripture. You know, the prophet Habakkuk started by letting us know the fact. He said, although the fig tree does not bud. See the problem we have in the church. We are afraid to acknowledge the fact because we feel his negative confession. You know, I'll be having body pains. I'm tired. My wife says, how are you? I say, I'm fine. He says, I'm mean, can you please go downstairs and then I say, you know, even though I'm fine, but my sister, you know? So, I have to begin to wonder, how do I cope with my positive confessions? Because if you confess, somebody meets you and says, hey, America, how are you doing? He says, man, my account has 10 million naira. And he says, bros, you have 10 million. And you know I've been looking for 20,000. I've been unable. You know what I've been going through. And then he said, it's positive confession. <laughs> <laughs> that is a mistake we make in church. What we call positive confession is not positive confession. The proclamation of truth is not the disacknowledgement of facts. Look at what Habakkuk said. He said, Though the fig tree does not board, though my business is not doing well, you have to start from somewhere. And there are no grapes on the vines. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, but there are some who have gone going through Prophet Habakkuk's experience. The olive crop has failed. The fields have produced no food. Your business has no yield. And that year has passed no promotion. You are passing the flower of your age. You are not yet married. Though there are no sheep in the pen. There's no money in the bank. And no cattle in the stores. That's the fact. If you don't acknowledge the facts before God. You won't have a basis to proclaim the truth. But look at what he says in verse 18, he now begins to declare the truth. He said, although that is the fact. He said, but yet, I will rejoice in the Lord, my God. And I will be joyful in God, my Savior. Why did Habakkuk say that? Look at the next verse. He says, for the sovereign Lord is my strength. I want to show you something. Hold on. You don't get it. You think you get it, but you don't get it. When you pray, Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire, 
when you pray, believe that you have received, and what shall happen? Sorry, come again. What shall happen? It shall be, it shall be done unto you. If two shall agree as touching anything, it shall be done. Is that not what the Bible says? Now, it shall be done in English. What is it? Is it not a feature? Feature tense. Anything that shall be is in the process of happening. So the reward of prayer, when you pray, God engages your tomorrow. The reward of prayer is in the future. When Abraham, sorry, when Daniel prayed, God did answer. He dispatched an angel to Daniel. But the angel was waylaid for three weeks before the manifestation showed up. Sometimes when you pray, God's answer to your prayer is a man. And that man needs to go through a process of time. Either become a king or an employer that will employ you or a husband that will marry you. He needs to get established. All kinds of things. It could take two, three, four, five, six, seven years. God knows how long. In answer to the cry of people, of, of his people in Israel, God raised a deliverer. But that deliverer was a baby. <laughs> he was still in a basket. But it was God's answer to their prayer. He had to come through the basket, go through Pharaoh's house, go through 40 years in the wilderness, and the guys were still praying. God's answer to your prayer comes in your future. But listen, Habakkuk said no. He said, although the fig tree may not blossom, but I will not pray. Although there is no sheep in my stalls, he said, I will not pray. Because prayer is the game of the patient man. He said, I can't wait for God to send a deliverer for me in the future. I want the now God. You guys remember Zoe ministry? I want the now God. The God that lives at the now. So Habakkuk sat down and said, God, what is this that I can do that will get you into my now? I can't wait for next week or for next day or for five years. I know you answer prayer. And, 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 and I'm meant to be uh, a follower of those who through faith and patience. He said, but God, I lack the patience. How can I get you into my now? Is it possible to ask for something and get it now? God says, yes. He said, boy, you have to know the truth behind it. That's the truth. How do I know? And he said, when you pray, I send angels to meet your needs. But when you praise me and thank me, I show up myself. Because I inhabit the praises of my people. So when you praise me, I show up. And when I show up, there's a reversal of things. So he said, look at the reward of praising me. He said, for the sovereign Lord, did he say shall be? No. He's the present continuous. He is my strength. Did he say he will make my feet? No. He said, he makes my feet. Because he has shown up. He didn't send that angel. <laughs> ah, Jesus. But let me tell you what, one thing we always do with Thanksgiving. That God wants us to move out of. At the end of every year, we have a Thanksgiving service. We call it annual Thanksgiving. And usually, it is to thank God for the year. Am I right? God wants us to change that psychology. Because when you thank God for the year, 
You're thanking him for the facts. What he has done is historical. It's past. Look at what Paul said. He said, forgetting the things that are behind. I press on toward the mark. And God is saying, if my people can learn to thank me for what I'm about to do. If we can have thanksgiving to thank him for the year that is about to come. For the things he's about to... Have we ever sat down and thought about this thing? Is somebody connecting with me this morning? Ladies and gentlemen, Joshua sends two spies to Jericho. He said, go and find out for me information that can help me. God has instructed that Jericho's wall should come down. So the two spies went into Jericho and they came back and they told Joshua the fact. They said to Joshua, the people are afraid of us. The problem is the walls. The walls are as thick as this. And they are as tall so they, they climb into the heavens. The walls are so thick that people even build rooms on the walls. They are thick enough to be foundation carrying houses. I said, Joshua, we even took our sword. We hit the wall. There was no scratch. So we have a challenge. The people is not our problem. It's their defense. So Joshua came back to God and said, how do we handle this, Father? We are ready to go in and fight these people. But how do we get beyond the walls? God called Joshua and said, key into Jubilee. Joshua said, I don't understand what you mean by that. He said, march around the place for seven days. And they began to march around the city. Those guys who were watching them, wondering, what are these guys up to? They didn't know they were trying to observe the law of Jubilee. On the seventh day, God said to Joshua, march around the city seven times on that day. Let the Jubilee anointing catch a frenzy. And they went around the walls of Jericho seven times. When they finished, Joshua said, Father, the wall is still there. And then God said to Joshua, what's wrong with the wall? And Joshua said, the wall is bulletproof. It, nothing can pierce through. No armory we have, no weapon we have can penetrate this wall. Joshua reminded God about Isaiah. He said, you know when you said no weapon fashioned against me? That is what we are talking about. No weapon can pull down this wall. You know what God told Joshua? He said, that's the fact. But the truth is, the fact is, the wall is bulletproof. But the truth is, the wall is not soundproof. Joshua said, soundproof? He said, yes, it's not soundproof. That is the truth that will pierce through those walls. When it was built, it was built to resist weapons. It wasn't built to resist sound. When Balaam was, an, was called to curse Israel, you know what he told Balak? He said, you can't curse these people. And moreover, I hear in their midst the shout of a king. It was something that the king of Jericho had never had before. And he sat on that place laughing at them. 
wondering, let them come now while waiting. So God showed him, said Joshua, that's all you need to do. Just raise a shout and the walls will go down. The only man in the New Testament who caught that revelation, he had no eyes. His name was Bartimaeus. We don't know what came into him, but the truth came to him. He said, even though you don't have eyes, the only power that cannot resist your eyes from popping open, that power is not soundproof. So when Jesus passed by, Bartimaeus got ready. As he came close, he released the sound. Jesus, thou son of David. Something began to happen. You know, long before Jesus came to him, his eyes were already open. The process was on. The walls that had resisted his sight were already cumbering. The shout of a king. Ladies and gentlemen, there are walls around your life that are not soundproof. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? There are issues that you're battling with, but they are not soundproof. They could be fast proof, oh, you have fasted. They could be prayer proof, you have prayed. They could be vision proof, you have vigiled. And they can prove everything you have proved. But the Holy Ghost says that they are not soundproof. They can't resist the shout of a king. You remember the scripture about the King Jehoshaphat? He was one that not disguised himself. Remember? And when they came against him, he shouted and they fled. There's something about a shout that we need to key into this morning. The shout of a king. If you will shout, <laughs> your voice will go through the heavenlies. Every spiritual opposition to your harvest will give way this morning. God will go up in a shout. Did you hear how the rapture will happen? He said in a twinkle of an eye, in a shout, God will go up in a shout and your needs shall be met. Dear friend, thank you for listening to today's message. Your life can be very chaotic and sometimes you simply want to give up hope. Want to assure you that God loves you and cares a lot about you. Put your hands on your chest and pray for you. Lord, I ask that this listener, my friend, will experience a turnaround. His life, his finances, his family, her hopes and dreams cause the change she desires to come through quicker than he or she expected. I give you praise for this miracle. What a pleasure to share this moment with you. God bless. The ACE Graduate School is Nigeria's premier human resource refinery, reasoned from the East as a solution to the endless search of employers and job seekers. The AGS offers to the employer high-value driven and principle-centered staff and dream jobs to the unemployed. Connect, learn, discover, become the change you wish for. Visit www.acegraduateschool.com and get enrolled today. For further inquiries, call 0816-262-8472. Thank you.